Welcome to the second episode of Minerva Cyberbytes, bite-sized episodes explaining the ins and outs of ransomware. Last episode, I gave a short introduction on the mindset of ransomware threat actors. Ransomware has completely changed the security landscape. Because ransomware is a business, it's very, very malicious. The ransomware needs to do as much damage as it can to the organization in order to be able to demand and often receive a high ransom, sometimes in the tens of millions of dollars. This means that ransomware has transcended from simply being a security threat to being a commercial problem. Businesses aren't merely at risk of losing data or having information exposed. Ransomware puts a burden on their very ability to operate as a business, with numerous examples of businesses that have actually shut down altogether because of ransomware. So now that we've established the significance of ransomware, let's dive a little deeper into one of their unique traits, evasiveness. This is actually such an important part of ransomware that we'll probably touch back on it a number of times in the future. So as I explained in the previous episode, ransomware threat actors need to stay undetected as long as possible in order to be able to gradually infect as much of the network as possible. To do this, they implement certain evasion techniques. One common evasion technique is sandbox evasion. When a new file enters an organization, the security measure will usually want to test out that file to make sure it's not malicious. Among other things, it'll also want to execute the file to observe the behavior and see if it's trying to do anything fishy. Now, of course, you don't want to go about executing potentially malicious files on your network to see if it'll start encrypting and deleting all your files before detecting and stopping it. Well, not ideally anyway. So in order to be able to do this safely, Security Solutions will have a sandbox, which is basically a virtual machine secluded from the rest of the network where they can run all their test files and get the malicious file to expose itself without letting it anywhere near the real network environment. The idea is that if it's going to start encrypting or doing something it shouldn't, we'll detect it in the VM and stop it before it enters the network. Now, ransomware groups know all about these sandboxes. So very often they program their ransomware to check if it's in a sandbox and if it discovers that it is, it'll just stay dormant and wait until it gets released into the network before moving forward. So being as a sandbox is a VM, the ransomware will ask, let's say, how many CPUs does the system have? How much memory? Does it have any peripherals like printers, for example? You can even straight out ask if the environment is a VM. Sandboxes usually only have one or two cores, a few gigs of memory, no printer, obviously. Well, today's computers are all dual quad octa-cores with 8 gigs of RAM, hard drives measured in the terabytes, and well, you get the idea. So through a few simple queries to the system, the ransomware can easily identify that it's in a sandbox and then stay dormant until it enters the network. This allows the ransomware to bypass what some security solutions consider to be a key resource to detecting and stopping malicious activity. Another common example of an evasion technique is the forensic and security tool detection. For obvious reasons, malicious files don't want to be detected or stopped by your antivirus or security tool. So what they'll do is check what security tools you have running on your computer so they can then decide how to deal with it. You can check, for example, by querying what processes are running or if some certain registry keys exist. Once it detects a security or forensic tool that it would deem unfriendly, there are a few things it can do. It could decide it's not worth the risk of exposure and simply deactivate itself with the hope of finding some other unsuspecting victim with less risky security tools. We need to remember that once a security tool discovers a malicious file, it tags its signature and reports it to a global database so all other antiviruses would then be able to detect it. The ransomware threat actor definitely doesn't want this to happen, obviously. 
the ransomware could also try to disable the security process, depending, of course, on what the process is and what privileges the ransomware was able to gain. It could also just attack a certain component in the tool, which would then render it useless. For example, it could somehow attack the antivirus's database with all the known hashes. Assuming the antivirus would still be running after this, it wouldn't be able to detect anything using the signature-based detection. We need to remember that ransomware will often stay very quiet for months while spreading out in the network before detonating. So it might very well sit tight and not do anything and only try to disable the security tools just before detonating on the whole network. So this was just a short introduction to ransomware evasion techniques with just two examples out of thousands of techniques that ransomware uses to understand what's going on in its environment and ensure that it remains undetected before it breaks out. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Minerva Cyberbytes. If you found it interesting or informative, feel free to subscribe, share, or leave a review. Thanks for listening.